Welcome everyone to the Bourbon Boys podcast. What began as three drunks writing a weekly newsletter has evolved into four drunks talking into microphones about SEC football. I am Cousin Bailey and joined as always by Malt Liquor, Gus, and our producer, Dr. Riffin. Welcome back to the Bourbon Board. Before I pass the mic over to this week's host, just as a real quick, I was asked recently, Cousin Bailey, how can we support the Bourbon Boys? Well, there are a few ways, actually. Number one, you can give us a good rating and review on the platform you're listening to us right now. Definitely subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Number three, let's face it. You all know someone who likes SEC football. So share this episode or other episodes with them. Number four, you can support our sponsor. And five, if you know of an up-and-coming business, put them in contact with me, Cousin Bailey, about being a sponsor. That's CousinBailey at gmail.com. And so a little special treat. This week, we are actually joined by a special guest, Ron. He is our sponsor and friend. Well, maybe not this week, but he is originating from the Pelican State, now living in Florida, and is a huge LSU fan, so that we have him as a guest bourbon boy every week. So now that all that's out of the way, let me send it over to Gus, who is this week's champion yet again. Yet again. I feel like I've hosted every week except the one week I couldn't make it. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy. It's heavy as the head that wears the crown. Yes, yes. (laughs) I feel like sticks in in Ramajama. Anyhow. Uh, No. Yeah, I know. I know. He's got a couple L's. <laughs> Hung a couple L's on him. So, yeah, we'll go over the standings real quick. Uh, yours truly, as Dr. Mr. Riffick producer guy said earlier in the green room, I am 10 games over 500 at 31 to 21. I went five and two last week. That lone wolf, the lone wolf baby, Georgia covering, Georgia putting it on Auburn. Uh, everybody else went four and three. And after my after my 31 and 21 uh, record, you have Malt Liquor at 28 and 24, Dr. Riffick 28 and 24, and Cuzzo, Cousin Bailey 22 and 30. Yikes. That's I'm getting this, there. Well, you're getting there. Slowly but surely, I'm going to get above 500. You're getting there. I'll bet my life you don't get over 500. <laughs> I'm offering nothing up, so. So this week's slate of games is actually it's pretty decent. I uh, got some some good games in there, so maybe a surprise. But uh, it is LSU Florida week, and as mentioned by Cuz earlier, we have Ron as our uh, as our guest host every LSU Florida game. And Ron, we'll we'll start off with you, man. What are you drinking? How you been? What's going on? Um, I've been good. I just finished a Lone Star trying to get in with my, you know, inner white trash. So and that was pretty good. That's my next uh, drink. Thanks. And and now I am on a Trooper premium British beer. It is uh, a beer made by the band Iron Maiden or they put their name on it. So um, I will be all over the map today because i spent like an hour and a half in total wine spirits trying to pick out beers for this 
I got some Stone Cold Steve Austin beer. <laughs> I got something called. <laughs> you should have gone the Rolling Oats. I mean, I, I hear great uh, things. Uh, I got something out of Buffalo called Pills Mafia. Just you know, I look for the shiny cans today, so I, I, I got it. So yeah, no, been good. You know, I'm um, looking forward to this year. I'm, I, I sadly think it's the last time that we'll ever do this. And it's, we'll get into this later, but I think that this really sucks that this game is going to go away. Uh, all right. Oh, shit. I th- Thanks for bringing I thought you were talking about the bourbon boys. I was, like, uh, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, are we canceled, guys? Oh. Yeah. For a minute there, I thought the podcast was getting shut down. That's what I thought. No, about. If we're getting shut down, I'm going all out today. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> yeah. Brian actually works for the FCC in this Taking us off the air. Sorry to say, fellas, but this is the last time you're doing this. <laughs> what? Mo, what you drinking, buddy? So I've got a Hidden Springs ZFG Zero Fucks Given Pale Ale, a local uh, Tampa Heights brewery. It's pretty good. Because I'm, uh, well, I just finished a Modelo, uh, and uh, and now I'm drinking a uh, 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 Buffalo Trace. I got a bottle back here. I'm I'm back in my in the office slash wife's uh, craft room, but it's awesome. I can be as loud as I want. And um, anyways, but Buffalo Trace, yeah, I, I left the bottle here from last time. It's a uh, it's it's it, I like it. I know it's it's. The, I think the draw though is obviously, you know, how you have to kind of like ask somebody if they've got it behind the fucking, you know, counter, which I, I find terribly annoying because. It's it's good, but it's not great. It's actually great for the price, but whatever. Anyways, oh, but I did get a bottle of uh, E.H. Taylor, just small batch today, but that was a nice score. So whatever, one of my people in St. Pete. Anyways, thanks for asking, Gus. Yeah, Buffalo Trace, got it. Mr. Producer, what did you got, buddy? Uh, Dragoon had a – oh, yeah, I'm, I'm – Yeah, whatever happened to Sobertober? Yeah. <laughs> October. Being on an hour-long work call with a uh, French-Canadian pretty much destroyed that. So I've moved on in my (laughs) life and decided I don't need to do that anymore. So uh, Dragoon had a fresh hop IPA. So I grabbed the growler of that, and that is what I am drinking. I know. Shocking. Hmm. What about you, Gus? What am I drinking? Well, at least I am drinking this week because last week I was, I was dry. Uh, I had surgery on Friday. How are your balls? Boys are doing well. Good. Um, it took longer than what I've heard from others. Well, uh, you have to carry around big balls like that. It's going to take time, sir. Yeah, yeah, they're still bruised, but uh, the pain is pretty much gone. So I can sit, which is great. So yeah, I'm drinking a uh, Mama's Little Yellow Pills. From Oscar Blues, uh, fan favorite, have been for a long time. I believe Malt turned me on to that many, many years ago. Um, but it's a fantastic beer. I'm happy that Publix distributes it now or sells it. Um, so it's a pretty easy pickup. They normally have it in stock. So pretty pumped about that. But enough about what I'm drinking. Let's get into the games. Cuz, you got it, buddy. Hell yeah. So... <clears throat> Any other, well, excuse me, let's say like early 90s, this game belongs at noon on Jefferson Pilot. Mm. A couple of years later, this game should have been like, you know, 
I know I don't know if these teams, you know, maybe doing pretty well. This would have had like the 330 all over it, but now it's a nooner. And we're talking throwback to Jefferson Pilot, as I said, Auburn at Ole Miss. Um, here's why the line is 16 points. Uh, Ole Miss is a 16 point favorite at home. The over under is 54 and a half. Now, Ole Miss's defense has got some issues, but they've shown up in big moments. Um, last week, they struck, last week, they, um, they were inexplicably losing to Vanderbilt at halftime. And Vanderbilt seemed to be doing whatever Vanderbilt kind of wanted, maybe, maybe whatever Vanderbilt could, but they were doing it. And Ole Miss was struggling and then turned around and covered the shit out of that line at the end. Um, Auburn, on the other hand, uh, kept it kind of close with Georgia early on, but that game got way away from them. And they ended up getting blown out um, as a, uh, as Gus mentioned earlier, Georgia did cover that like huge number on Auburn. Um, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I can totally see this game Ole Miss rather starting off slowly, <clears throat> but I think they're going to have zero problem covering this line. I, I like uh, Ole Miss big time. They were my lock last week and that, 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 that happened like late. So I don't, I don't know if I'm going to put that on Ole Miss this year, this week, but I like Ole Miss. Um, this over-under ma- makes me interested, though, because it's 54 and a half. Um, I'm not sure how many points they're expecting Auburn to score is my concern. Um, you know, I could see it being, you know, I think what they're trying to suggest is that Auburn might, you know, give up or might, might you know, see themselves back into like 17 points or 20 points or something like that. And Ole Miss has definitely got the firepower to get 34 plus. So I, I definitely see the logic, but I don't know if I, I don't know if I trust Auburn's offense enough. I mean, their quarterback was 13 of 30 something last week for a buck something, you know I mean? They're, they're, they had very little offense um, against a team that Missouri, you know, did whatever they wanted to a couple weeks earlier, a week earlier. So um, I just, I feel like Auburn's definitely on a tailspin. I, I don't know if I like the over/under, but anyways, I, I'm th- I'm taking Ole Miss though at home. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm done with Auburn. Uh, they're terrible. Their defense is pretty good. They, like you said, because they played they played tough against Georgia for a while, but they were just getting no support from the offense. Literally no passing threat. They had so I think he had 160 yards, but 60 of them were on that play where Hunter broke like six tackles and scored the touchdown. And then their only other points were set up by a fumble inside deep inside Georgia territory where they went like three and out and kicked a freaking field goal. Um, Ole Miss is a pretty solid team. They're not quite, they're a little bit more well-rounded. I think they, than the couple of years, few years ago where they had absolutely no defense Their defense is not great, but it's above average for, for today's day and age. And they run the ball a little bit more, with a little bit more effectiveness. Um, I just think they're a better team. Uh, and Auburn has shown me nothing to make me think that they can cover this number against what I think is probably a top 10 team overall. So I am taking the home favorites as well. <clears throat> yeah, there's not a lot to add to this. Auburn's a shit show, which is why I went, Lone Wolf uh, against them last week uh, with Georgia covering that minus 30. I'm just going to keep saying that all day. 
but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, Old Miss top 10 team. They probably should be a top 10 team. If not, I mean, just outside of it. I don't think they're much better than that, but Auburn can't handle anybody right now. Um, so yeah, Old Miss lane train going to put it on them. The Grove is going to go wild. Mr. Ron. So if you flip the schedules, you know, I mean, you would have Auburn could probably be at five and one and Ole Miss maybe two losses, but if it's and buts, candies and nuts, yada, yada, yada. Um, next week, Brian Harson will probably be fired. Um, it is Auburn's off week. They're three and three, and there's no way they're going to win three games to actually be bowl, you know, to, to be in a bowl. Um, so I, you know, as far as the, I don't like the over under in that one. Um, I just, you know, I don't see Auburn scoring enough in that. Uh, but then Ole Miss again, they're undefeated, but who have they beat? They beat Vanderbilt, Troy, Georgia Tech, and barely beat Kentucky. And, it, you know, I I was on Twitter talking about, you know, there was like the most overrated undefeated team. And I think Ole Miss is probably up there with, let's say, Syracuse. But, again, I think that Auburn is just a crap program right now, or it's all in disarray. So, I'll take Ole Miss. Um, they've won me money just about every week, even when they beat Kentucky, which they should have lost to. But anyway, still won me money. So I'll take Ole Miss. I'm not sure. If, ah, okay, Ole Miss. There you go. Because I'm, I'm not sure if they're in the realm of Syracuse. I mean, I, I see what you're I, – I mean, I, your point is not yep. lost. My initial but, thought uh, was, holy shit, Syracuse is undefeated. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> They've won me money every week. Too. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of um, weird teams that are undefeated, or at least were before last weekend. I mean, I was only five games in, but uh, yeah, I saw that Syracuse thing. I think that they're, they're you know, I mean, they've played the teams they've played. Um, they struggled with you know Vandy, but you know we'll see. I guess very well, very soon how that if that means anything. Yeah, I mean their next you know, five games or, or six yeah. games are against Auburn at LSU at Texas A&M, Alabama at Arkansas, and then they finish with state. So no, no, that's a great point. That's a great point. I mean, this is, they're definitely entering the, the, the meet. So we'll see. Um, hey, so doc, how do you feel? Let's go ahead like and sweep this lane train, baby. <laughs> wow. All right, the uh, stink bomb of the week. We got Vanderbilt uh, traveling to Athens to take on the newly reanointed number one team, Georgia, coming off a thumping of Auburn that we just discussed. Georgia's a 38-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, the over-under is at 58. Um, I think really Vanderbilt has been a little bit frisky, and they've scored some points this year, including last week. Um, the only game where they just got completely destroyed and held down on offense was against Alabama. And so, you know, yet the way to think of it is, well, which, which Vanderbilt is going to show up or is it just Vanderbilt not having the type of talent of a, a Alabama or Georgia to where it doesn't even matter who shows up. It's just that stark of a difference. Um, 
I think the talent deficit is too big. And I think Georgia, I'm going to go with them to cover this big number. I would no way, no how ever think about betting this game. Um, I think this line's probably about right. Um, the only other comment I have is it seems like Georgia plays every game at home. I know that's impossible, but maybe it's just a byproduct of what when I notice they're playing, they're at home. But I don't even really think that matters. But uh, I will tentatively lay the points and take the home favorites. Yeah, I wholeheartedly disagree. Fandy, baby. Fandy. Called this uh, preseason preview in our preview show. Um, Vandy's been playing well. Georgia, they've been playing good. But, I mean, yeah, they put it on Auburn. But I think Auburn may be the worst team in the SEC. You know, Vandy, they, they've already covered their wins. Most of the time they're covering spreads. This is 38 and a half points. I don't know. Maybe there's a little magic there. Maybe Vandy could win this straight up. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. But maybe uh, I could sprout wings and fly to fucking Antarctica. I want I what he's having. I would definitely pick them straight up if this was in Nashville. Um uh, God, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, you're leading our league. Mr. You have, to have a little yeah. bit of like credibility, or we all look like shit. Well, this is your opportunity, you guys. I think. I, I think the way I think it's going to go. I think this is an opportunity for you all to gain a game on me. But I like honestly, I would even if I didn't make this pick in pre um, in the preview episode. I just think this is a really big number. Georgia has been, like I said good they haven't been great vandy's played above expectation georgia will probably beat them by 30 but they won't beat them by 39 so how about a deal if if you can pick vandy to win outright and it'll be worth 20 wins for you if you get it wrong it's six losses no i'm not doing that you're fucking hypotheticals malt liquor come on man you're putting everybody in these weird situations i'm not doing that Oh. Oh. Sorry, I thought it was an interesting question. I'll, it's a hell of an interesting I'll, question. I'll read from my script now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you are the king of these awkward hypotheticals. I try. I, uh, I'm, I'm sure Gus is going to be rethinking his pick right now because um, I, I agree. I think the number is too high. Um, Georgia breaks late, which is great, but Vandy breaks early. And I think it's, I'm not saying it's going to be like a, a Missouri situation necessarily. I don't think very much of Missouri. I think Bandy, I'm not saying they'd be favored over Missouri, but that game would probably be a pick them. I, I don't care if it was played in my backyard. Um, I, uh, I think Georgia is, is very, very good. There's absolutely no question. But Vanderbilt, um, but, but they, maybe they play down to crappy teams. I mean, they scored 20. I think they, I don't want to, well, let me let me just double check something. They scored 21 points in the fourth quarter against Auburn, and they scored 42 total. That means they were they, you know, the game was 21 to three going into the you know when at um, going into the fourth quarter. So I mean, I, you know, it may if they need to break late. I don't know if they're capable. I mean, that's a shitload of points to make that cover happen. So I, I'm going to take Vandy as well, um, not because I have any foolish th thoughts about them winning the game, but uh, look at that, plus a lot. Anyways, yeah, no, I'm going to take Vandy 
I actually agree with that. Um, it's one of the weird things that people do, it, 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 and especially with the lines, is they overreact or react to the previous week, which getting into a team last week, we'll get into that in a second. But I just think that 38 or, or actually 39 is way too big of a, I like Vandy and I like the under in that one. Um, I just don't see that going to like 60 points. Vandy, they're Vandy and they'll actually win a game this year um, or win a conference game this year. But, you know, um, but they're a lot better than what they've been. But yeah, that's just way too high. And I like that and the under. I'll go with Malt. Uh, I don't think it's too much. George is going to lay down. The pipe. All right. At least there wasn't a sweep on that one. It's good. We had a little parody going on there. So now we'll head into the 3.30 game. Your Alabama Crimson Tide heading to Knoxville to play the Volunteers of Tennessee. Gary Danielson on the call. Apparently he's not liked very much. <laughs> I agree. Maybe for different reasons, but I agree. Line here is Tennessee plus eight. So they're eight-point underdogs at home. The over-under 65 and a half. We all picked Alabama to, to trounce A&M last week. The, that line was 24 and a half. It came down to the very end of the game. A&M probably should have won. It was a terrible play call. Like, I think it was a terrible play call, or maybe the receiver cut his route off early, or Haynes King, as terrible as he is, you know, just – Could be all three. Yeah, it could be. It could be all three. The defender said that he claimed that he was reading Jimbo's lips that he saw they were going to pass to, he knew the name of the wide receiver, of course, Evan or whatever. And he said he knew it was coming to him. So he may have bumped him off his route. Cause I mean, yeah, he, there's no way he wasn't even in the end zone that he was going to have to make a fucking all-star move when it should have been a fucking two point conversion play, you know? Yeah. And, but I mean, I mean just the throw was terrible. The, yeah. Everything was, everything was terrible about that play. And, you know, Alabama, I don't want to say they struggled. It was just – it was a weird game. They had a lot of turnovers. It was a strange game for Alabama. Um, I don't think they they incorporated their backup quarterback like they should have. I don't know what they were doing with the announcing Bryce Young was a starting quarterback and he was actually warming up in the tunnel. And then the uh, second stringer came out and started. It's all weird. Nick Saban mind games. I don't know. I noticed he was nicer in the interview uh, after the game. I don't know if he apologized to uh, what's her name, Jenny Dell. Oh yeah. Yep. So, not sure what happened there. He's but, still a fucking asshole. Yeah, he's an asshole. Still wears risers in his shoes. The guy's as tall as me. <laughs> Good job, Nick. I'm proud of my height. I'm not worried. <laughs> then you have Tennessee. Tennessee, man, they are they are hitting on all cylinders. Uh, they put it on LSU last week. Sorry, Ron. 40 to 13 at LSU in Death Valley. That was pretty impressive. Um, that offense, man, they, they throw it all over the field. I believe, I believe Alabama, some of their defensive backs are hurt. I'm not hundred percent on that, but I, I believe they are. And that's not going to help their cause. Um, I know that they have five stars backing up five stars who are backing up five stars, but there's something to be said about playing time. So I, I think, 
Tennessee at home. They're gonna they're gonna cover. I don't know if they'll win. I think this is gonna be a really good game. I honestly do. I think it's gonna be, you know, Alabama will score some points. They'll make some stops. Tennessee is definitely gonna score. It's just gonna be an interesting game. I wouldn't bet this game at all, but I'll take uh, the Volunteers covering. Yeah, I mean, my notes here are this is a game I would love to attend live. It'd just be fun. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry. I don't really care who wins or loses. I still kind of hope Tennessee loses because fuck them. Um, but um, I just don't see – I mean, my there's something in my gut that says Alabama might just fucking whoop them up. But I think a lot of that is maybe thinking of Alabama prior to this year. They've struggled in some games. They, you know, arguably should have lost to Texas. Texas A&M went down to the wire. Um, Bryce Young's banged up. And their their passing game, even when he was, is just not as explosive as it's been. You know, they don't quite have, you know, not yet. I'm sure these guys will eventually become first-round picks. But they just, the receivers don't seem to be as explosive this year as they have in the past. So I think this is going to be a really close game. There's a world where Tennessee wins. Um, so I think in that vein, you got to take the points in the home underdog. So that's what I'm doing. I totally agree in the sense that what something you mentioned, they should have lost to Texas and likely could have and should have lost to Texas A&M. Uh, something very, very in common about those games was that both teams, uh, I mean, Texas and Texas A&M, had subpar quarterback and quarterback play. And that's not what you're getting right now from Tennessee. Um, their their uh, quarterback is, is very good. I don't think he's thrown interception this year. Um, and something else to be said, if, if their defensive backs are injured, they've been, they have not been playing that great this year, um, Alabama's defensive backs. So if these are the guys – who are fucking making the field, who is on the bench? I mean, I'm not saying they're not eventually going to all become, you know, millionaires and then play for the Raiders and then create, you know, cause some felony or something like that. But at some point they need to, uh, you know, like they need to grow up. And I don't think this is the kind of, this is the kind of game where they may get, they may get their ass, you know, handed to them. They may grow up that sense, but I think it's very likely that Tennessee wins this game. Um, I'm definitely taking Alabama, uh, Tennessee at home. Wow. So just to give you some information, our little facts, um, the last time that Tennessee beat Alabama, their fans were unable to send an iMessage, post about it on Instagram, take an Uber home, stream on Netflix, but they were able to rent Nacho Libro from uh, Blockbuster. <laughs> So it's, it's wow. I know, right? Um, it's, to me, this all sets up for you know going into Tennessee. You know, it's it's they've got all the momentum. Hendon Hooker has only thrown two interceptions in two years, and those two were last year. Um, but this, but Bama has been there. Um, you look at last weekend; that was Texas A and M Super Bowl. Um, that was basically it. Um, 
you talk about the subpar quarterback play, I, you know, to Texas, actually Quinn Ewers has actually proven already to, you know, we might've, you know, shit on him a lot earlier than that. Um, the one thing about Bama that I have noticed this year is they don't have that stud wide receiver that will take over a game. Um, but I just feel that, you know, Texas A&M making that game closer than what it should have been last week was the worst thing that could have happened to Tennessee. And I think Nick Saban is, I, I, I'll take, I'll take Bama. I'll take Bama. And I, I've been flip-flopping on this, but, you know, after what I saw last weekend, you know, they, it was a 12 o'clock game. It was a, yeah, no, I'll still take Bama. I mean, I think Tennessee is good. I think they're the third best team in this conference, but I I just don't see it. Don't see it. Doctor. Lone Roll tide, huh? Roll tide. All right. Didn't Ron take Bama? Oh, Ron I took Bama. Bama. Oh, oops. As much as I hated that, I took Bama. All right. Yeah. Right, as, as I look at a photo of Josh Heupel, <laughs> oh, is no. this guy really going to be like a great coach? I don't know. I mean, he's done a great job, but it makes well, me doubt. It makes me doubt my pick. He, you know, I read something the other day. He inherited the same kind of situation at Tennessee that Brian Kelly has done, and mm. this is what his second year. And he's, you know, and last year so vast improvement. So yeah. they either said that Jeremy Pruitt, again, could actually recruit but couldn't coach a la Ron Zook. Right. Or, you know, he actually is a good coach. Yeah. So, you keep you know. telling yourself that, Ron. <laughs> what, about Ron Zook or that he's a no, good coach? About, about Brian Kelly and Josh Eiffel. Yeah, you got, you'll have to bounce next year. Uh, Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm sure you'll kick our asses this week. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of Ron and speaking of this week, speaking of being my pick, this portion of the Bourbon Boys picking the SEC is brought to you by Pandemic Sauce Company. Amidst a worldwide pandemic and lockdown, with nothing but time on his hands, our friend Ron started experimenting in his kitchen to occupy his time. He soon discovered a knack of combining a variety of peppers with fruit juices to create some unique barbecue sauces. After sharing his sauces with family and friends, he has now decided to share them with the rest of the world and the goal to become your new favorite sauce. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. And at checkout, enter the code bourbonboys for a discount on three bottles. How much That's is Pandemic a Sauce Company. That is pandemicsaucecompany.com. So basically, you'll get like six bucks off. So you'll get three bottles for 30 bucks. Um, so they sell for $12 a piece. By the way, shameless plug, I will be at St. Pete Pier the last, uh, the what, 27th, 28th, or 28th, the 28th, 29th, Saturday and Sunday for taco and tequila fest from 12 to 8. That's so, the new oh, improved pier, right? Yeah, I haven't really? been there. But, you know, stop on by or feel free to say that you're an employee of mine. And I can get you in for free. One of the two. Um, but, oh. yeah. 
and uh, um, I do appreciate the plugs, but that's just come on by. Try Absolutely. And I, I did use uh, my, um, is it habanero mango? Oh, the mango habanero? Yeah, I used it last week. I, I uh, was home alone with the kids and I smoked some ribs and some pork on my uh, smoker and it was out standing so thank you so much and i need to i need need to refresh my uh my sauces so no i i i actually need to get y'all some apparently y'all live in the same neighborhood as me so Hmm. um so yeah um i will gladly bring you by some samples i've got some some new stuff i'm i'm trying out i'd love some feedback absolutely so that's a pandemic sauce company.com and just ask for ron but uh, enter code Bourbon Boys at checkout and for the. It's a federal trademark now. That's fantastic! So... <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. So fuck that Canadian company up there. Yeah. Hey, fuck somebody encroaching. Uh, there's somebody named Pandemic Hot Sauce Company. Get out of here! It's not even but the same thing. I'm I I. I've got somebody that I pay to deal with that. So, yeah. So, yeah, cuz you, you got that discount written down, so I don't have to ask you anymore. I kind of like it. It's kind of like a little thing now. So, okay. I, I don't mind you asking every week. All right. No, Six I more. do appreciate it. I, I and I have uh, thrown your podcast around a lot. So, I know so, uh, my family yeah, I mean, are listening. Not only was I happy that uh, Ron was coming on, but I was happy that he was coming on to clarify the discount so I didn't have to look like a fool anymore. I could just throw it to Ron. That's that's not going to help you. (laughs) Yeah, I should have said... You know, I like sober Dr. Riffick a little bit better. I don't know why. Oh, oh, me too, but this is what we have to deal with today. We all have to deal with them. (laughs) Well, anyway, speaking of uh, dealing with shit, um, Arkansas is traveling out west to BYU this week. Um, BYU is a two and a half point favorite, and it's a 16 and a half point line. Um, Arkansas, well, I think the, the, what's the, does anyone know the status of KJ Jefferson? Because he's playing, he's playing. That's nice yep. because last week it was it made it, it made a tremendous difference. So, I mean, now that being said. There's something to be said about uh, uh, Mike Leach and Will Rogers. I mean, that guy is breaking – they're breaking records. Mike Leach in his third year at Mississippi State. I, I, it's conceivable that they've found something, which is lovely. Um, but Arkansas, they got the shit kicked out of them last week. Um, it is good news that K.J. Jefferson will be playing. Um, bad news for uh, BYU fans is that they lost to Notre Dame last week and I, I it's hard to say that without a little bit of you know like are you sure you're talking about Notre Dame because is that really a bad loss well it ain't a good it ain't a good loss um the game was in Las Vegas so it's almost like a home game for all those Mormons I'm sure a tremendous amount of them traveled up to Sin City um but BYU they shit kicked they got the excuse me they kicked the shit out of South Florida which is something Florida didn't do they beat Baylor. Uh, they lost to Oregon, uh, you know, with by twenty one by twenty one points. Uh, beat Wyoming and Utah State, and then, like I said, just lost to Notre Dame. So, I think um, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a little. I, I'm, I'm not always I don't always do this, but I am gonna 
favor the SEC a little bit in this uh, particular matchup. Um, I think Arkansas, if the if KJ plays the way we think he can, I believe uh, this game could probably reach the uh, over under at sixty and a half, and with Arkansas winning, so I'm going to take uh, the Razorbacks on the road as road dogs. So uh, yeah, believe it or not, uh, the Irish Catholics went to Las Vegas with greater numbers than the Mormons. Um, I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so KJ's back, as you as as we just said. Um, Arkansas had two pretty kind of lopsided L's, uh, but. I looked at the some of the stats from the BYU Notre Dame game, and Notre Dame is pretty young. Um, they don't really have a dynamic passing game; they're more run heavy. They're th- so they're kind of similar to Arkansas in that vein. Um, it was a relatively close game, but Notre Dame outgained BYU by over two hundred yards. And I kind of think Arkansas and Notre Dame would be a pick'em. So, um, despite the fact that they're going to Provo, I am taking the road dog hogs. And incidentally, I will be in Utah with Arkansas, not to watch the game, but for vacation. So anyway, maybe I'll run into some hogs at the airport Saturday morning. Can you, uh, can you convince Mrs. Malt liquor to head on over to Provo? Uh, what an exciting. No, not a chance. You don't go to, you don't go to Utah for a, football game but no that'd be a neat little moment we actually were in we found a hotel that's within like walking distance of three breweries in salt lake city so that's Mm -hmm. what priorities priorities my friend yeah it's a win yeah so my big question on this game is will arkansas lose four straight i kind of think this is a pick them game arkansas is disappointed i know kj jefferson's back but they weren't great before. They've kind of let me down. I thought they were going to be really good this year. Uh, who's their safety or their linebacker? Bumper pool. Bumper pool. He's garbage. So bumper vacate, bumper vacate the hole so they can cut back and run for like who's, I mean, that was like every big run by Alabama was like, oh, bumper pool got sealed. Who's the who's the uh who's the linebacker that the Bucks had and he always led the league in tackles white guy when they were terrible Barrett Rude yeah Barrett Rude that's bumper yeah. pool Barrett Rude yeah. <laughs> very, very forgettable yeah so yeah I know BYU put it on South Florida but besides the Gators who hasn't right like actually I think South Florida was kind of hanging in that game there at the beginning I think the first half it was it was a close game and then BYU pulled away so I guess that was a, I don't know what they call those, uh, whatever type of wins they are um, for USF for hanging around. They're awful. Can't believe, can't believe Florida almost lost to them. But a moral I, victory. A moral victory. That's 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 the victory I was talking about. That's kind of when I was talking about. But yeah, I, I shouldn't I shouldn't pick Arkansas because I've I've kind of leaned heavy on them this year and they haven't. I mean. Shit, they only beat Missouri State by 11. I mean, ugh, it's in Provo. You know what? Fuck it. Let's go Cougars. Give me some Mormon love. I'd rather I'd rather go see a Utah game in Salt Lake City than a BYU game in Provo. But 
Yeah, I'll take the Cougars. Jim McMahon. Hopefully this makes hopefully this makes up for that anti-Mormon rant I think I went on a couple weeks ago. So yeah, one of us picked y'all. Go Cougs. All right. Really well, helps. a few things. Um, you being Florida fans, you really need to go out to the game next year. Um Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State, which when I was in college, we actually played. Those are the four best settings to see football. And by that, I mean, it's just surrounded by mountains. It's just a beautiful sight. So um, if you can go see a game this weekend, I, I, I highly, highly recommend it just because of what you're going to see. Secondly, BYU scored 28 points in the fourth quarter against USF. So that wasn't a moral victory. One money off that one. No, that one. So um, I love the over in this one. I think it's going to just, I, you know, the Hogs have the better talent. But I think, you know, BYU, the thing that people forget about BYU is their players go on like these personal missions or whatnot. So their freshmen are like grown men playing against 18 year olds. And, and BYU at the beginning of the year was one of the, you know, dark horses to be in, in the college football playoff. So I have followed that. I, what they did against Notre Dame, I have no idea. And against Oregon, whoever kidnapped Bo Nix and, went out there and did Bo Nix, please let me know. But um, I'll take the Cougars in this one um, just because, you know, but the over is a really good number. So question, I know you just brought up Bo Nix. Sorry to cut you off there, doctor. No, that's fine. Auburn better with Bo Nix this year or worse? Worse. Yeah. I think they're the same. Um, I just don't think he had – I don't think he had decent coaching. I, I I don't know what's become of him. I you know um, you throw the Georgia game out. That was just you know that that's your mulligan. But he's 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 actually like that's not Bo Nix. He looks like the LSU Bo Nix of last year, where Bo Nix looked like freaking Steve Young, Joe Montana, and whoever combined. You know? Doctor, who And by the way, the Steve Austin beer, pretty good. Oh, yeah. I guess I need to update. I switched beers too. I'm now on to a Florida special uh, by Copper Tail Brewing. It's their Bucks can. Oh, so no. good beer and good looking can. I'll take the hogs. Thanks, <laughs> All right. So we're split. And we got, uh, at least as far as we're concerned, game of the week coming up. LSU at Florida. So I was looking at the um, series history, and I guess this game has a name. Does anyone know what it's called, at least according to Wikipedia? We the, just call it Hate Week. The yeah. Swamp Bowl. Really? Yeah. So huh. the overall series is 33, 32, and 3. Florida has the slight edge. But LSU is coming off three straight wins. They've won nine of the last 12. Yeah. Almost all of the games have been close. So there was one blow up by LSU back in 2011. 
Um, Gators managed to even hang tough against Joe Burrow in his Heisman year. Um, but this has traditionally been a last down to the last drive game. Um, same thing sort of applied last year, even though we had absolutely no defense, which I think could be the case this year. Um, but I think it really boils down to which version of Anthony Richardson decides to show up. If we get good Anthony Richardson, I feel I would feel confident laying the points. If we get anything less than that or bad Anthony Richardson, if we get bad Anthony Richardson, we're going to lose. Um, I just saw that uh, Osiris Torrance, the Irish Egyptian on our offensive line, is uh, questionable. So that's not good. I think LSU's strength on D has been their pass rush. Um, at least that's what I've read. Uh, but I think you have to take the points. Um, you know, the, the history, the inconsistency of Florida on offense, their inability to stop, get off the field on third down. Um, you know, I think LSU can do some things. They have talent and, um, they have some solid wins despite, some questionable losses and some probably poor play overall, but uh, it's kind of interesting because, you know, LSU went with the proven commodity in Brian Kelly, uh, even though Napier was like a native son or what have you, Florida's, I think, trying to find the next Kirby smart or the next Nick Saban. Um, so we'll see. It'll be interesting. I don't, not that this game really in the grand scheme of things really matters, um, but it's one you always want to win, obviously, as a Gator fan, and I'm sure for the Tigers. But uh, I just – I think you got to take the points, so that's what I'm doing. I'm going to take LSU. <clears throat> yeah, it's – it's. I'm with you, Malt. Um, well, kind of. Who's going to show up? And I think it's a tale of both teams of who's going to show up. Is Florida, specifically Anthony Richardson, going to show up? You brought up Osiris Torrance. Not only is he questionable, he hasn't practiced. So that's, you know, if you're being held out of practice, and that's a big deal. Um, he'll probably be – he's a guard. Maybe he won't be a first-round pick, but he'll be a high draft pick. Probably, you know, who knows. But and, – and it's kind of the same thing with LSU because you see LSU with these games that they've lost. You know, Tennessee just put it on them. But they beat Mississippi State, and Mississippi State's a really good football team. So that's a, it's, it's who's, who is going to show up and, you know, can, there's two things. One, can LSU's defense stop a good Anthony Richardson if Anthony Richardson shows up? That probably can happen. Can a Gators defense stop LSU's run game or anybody's run game? That is more than likely not to happen. Ventrell Mill has been playing great, but he's getting an injection in his foot. Who knows how that foot is? Um, it's just a – man, this line is <laughs> – even if it was a pick em, I I still don't know. I just think these teams are are kind of a – Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, both of them, we don't know who's going to show up. It's in the swamp. Fuck it. Give me, give me the Gators. Good Anthony Richardson will show up. They'll score enough points to – match LSU's run game against our pathetic defense. Yeah, I mean, you kind of – I thought you were going in the opposite direction at the last second there. Oh, I, uh, swerve. Yeah, I – because I 
I agree with your well, I mean, I agree with every every point y'all have made because who the hell knows which Anthony Richardson is going to show up? I mean, if we knew that answer right now, I think we'd all be like, well, good Anthony Richardson is going to show up. I think the Gators can win by like seven to ten. Not, sorry, not, to cut you, not to cut you off, but like I wanted to say this. Yeah. It looked like the whole first half, it looked he looked like someone who had like a fucking scorpion crawl up his ass and like nest there. <laughs> and then he didn't expel that scorpion until he had that run on fourth down. But right. it's like, he's, he, like I could see it the first half. I'm like, oh my God, he just doesn't look into it. Sorry. No, it's interesting. It's an interesting point. He is, uh, He's been a very as schizophrenic um, as his play. I mean, his behavior has been his presence, his um, demeanor has, I guess, unsurprisingly, been as schizophrenic as his play. Um, I saw that he just inked a deal with Fanatics, which means that he's also inked a deal with Lids.com and fucking Fans Edge and Gator Sports and NHL. Any, anything, any sports-related website you go to that isn't, like, privately owned, is fucking run by or powered by fanatics and it drives me freaking crazy um because they have different prices on their different websites and it's frustrating when you buy something on mlb.com and then you go to and then you go to like fanatics or lids and find out that it was like ten dollars cheaper there anyways um, I hope that doesn't go to his head, though, because that's something like this kid is obviously in Anthony Richardson is obviously influenced by outside stuff. I mean, he's just got to be because I can't. Maybe it's the coaches. Maybe it's the fans. Maybe it's Twitter. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's speeding. My point is, is that he can't. If he can't find consistency, then all of this talk about him being a first round draft pick is bullshit. Because he's got to figure this out. I mean, I understand he is fairly young, which is nice. Um, I think his inconsistent play is the, the only good thing about it that I can think of is that he's definitely going to come back to Florida next year. And with that talent, if he can figure it out, I think that's a if, – if he can figure it out, I mean, that's a good thing. I think, I think we're all presuming that he's going to freaking shake this shit out, um, or at least praying. I don't – Honestly, I mean, like, I, I feel, I mean, I, I feel like if you if you go die hard on either one of these teams, you're gonna look, you're gonna sound stupid, um, or you, you know, there's a possibility you'll make a mistake. Um, LSU has looked not great this year, and 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 then they got roadhoused at home by Tennessee. Florida played great against Tennessee, but it doesn't matter what we've done. Anthony Richardson, who's gonna show up? Flip that coin. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet heads. He figures his head shit out for saturday i'm gonna take florida it's gonna be close but if it's good anthony richardson it could be you know two scores like you know 10 points so these two teams are you know i don't know how to figure out either one of them um especially with florida uh you look at the first game of the year i took utah i you know, cousin, I believe I DM'd you after that game. Like, where the hell was AR all last year? Um, but it, it, you know, and then the Tennessee game, who has quite possibly one of the worst pass defenses in the SEC, made Anthony Richardson look like a star. But yet, Jaden Daniels couldn't take a he couldn't take advantage of it. 
And I was watching that game last Saturday and he had at least six seconds. And, but he just, this is a game that I think, you know, and as I said at the beginning, I hate that it might go away. And because of all this reconstruction and everything like that, but um, on defense, the two teams are, are pretty much even on offense. You know, um, there is a bit of a um, a spread from that one. Um, again, it's the Tennessee defense, I think, that made AR look all that better, but Jaden Daniels couldn't take advantage of it. <clears throat> Brian Kelly, I, I last week was some horrible play calling, horrible play calling. And then Brian Polian, Brian Polian needs to have his house sold. That's the worst special teams I've seen it's it's basically like the Florida Gators playing Clearwater Catholic and you know since I've been coming on here and this is my fifth year at this and I've actually been 4-0 in the picks and LSU's been 3-1 just because it's at home I think I will go with Florida on that one for the win Um, I think it could come down to some kind of weird bouncing off the upright kind of thing going on it's just every time i've been it's just a weird game i mean yeah it Gee, what makes you throw, think that shoe yeah, toss shoe toss um yeah. a fake field goal that you know urban wet himself on the sidelines for well it was know. an ineligible forward pass but yeah i agree no it That's wasn't weird. well of course it was his <laughs> knee was on the ground says you so um I mean his knee was on the ground. <laughs> it's it's always on the ground. The guy Yeah, but you can you, you throw it backwards, but you can't throw it forwards in that in that particular case. Uh so we're gonna revisit four years ago. Let's go. Um four. Oh Christ. I thought that was like that was 2010, buddy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's way before I started. No, we're all oh, yeah, we're still bitching about games from 12 years ago, y'all. <laughs> well, yeah. Um well, I am. But, yeah. I, I'll take Florida just because, but I, you know, it's, it's, I think this is a game that if you go online and you look at this website and look at this website and they're true, the loser of this game is going to go, you know, it's just got a weird direction and the whole, there's like one Louisiana, like newspaper guy that was all for hiring Billy Napier. And that's all he is. He comes on Twitter every Saturday night after a win or a loss. And he's like, should I hire Billy Napier? Should have done oh, God. Yeah. He's, I'm a Gator fan, and I don't think I'd say that. Well, I would hire Billy Napier. Yeah. He's, you know, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I think that this – Regardless of, I think these are two coaches that are going to take their teams in better directions. But right now, it's, you know, it's kind of what we expected. It's kind of what we expected of both teams. You know, um, if Florida ends up with seven wins, if LSU ends up with seven wins, I'm kind of happy with it. Kind of figured out that's where we'd be. Um, The only thing with LSU is if they lose this game, there's only one you know, possibility, and that's UAB on the schedule, are, are one sure win that they can get to a ball. Yeah. And then you have all these dumbasses on Twitter 
they're going to fire him, Jimbo and John Cooper and Kevin Cash and everybody else. So, so I'll take Florida um, for the outright. How about you, Doc? Uh, I'll go with the Tigers. I just can't wait to hear uh, Greg uh, McElroy call this game. That, that sounds fun. McElroy. Oh, He's some uh... – <laughs> Greg McElroy, he's like a freaking leprechaun. And it's Tessator and Tessator. Uh, oh, come Tessitore. on. Tessitore. Tessitore. <laughs> you know, I actually thought that the um that Greg McElroy was calling our game against Mizzou. Didn't like, he sound all like those him? like third and fourth tier ESPN guys sound exactly the same? They You're have the right. same fucking voice, they make the same shitty points. The only one that stands out is the racist uh, Mark Jones. So I really do want to ask you, um, as Florida fans, and it looks like this rivalry is going to go away, and they played every year since 1954. I think they took a four-year break between 67 and 71. What do you think about this? Because to me, because we don't have a natural rivalry. Um, I grew up being raised by people that hate Ole Miss. I still hate Ole Miss. But Florida, you know, during the Jacob Hester, the Tim Tebow, when I met, you know, Dr. Riffick, that was, uh, you know, that was like a big robbery. And it still is. And it's something that I look forward to every year. And it's not just football. It's basketball. It's baseball. It's gymnastics. Whenever these two teams meet, it's like, a cat fight on meth and I just hate that it's going to go away, but I'm just anxious to hear from Florida fans. What you think about it. What, how, how, can you, uh, for our audience sake and mine, can you explain how it's definitely going away? Well, I don't think it's definitely going to go away, but because Oklahoma and Texas are coming in right? and um, right now the rumor is, and you know, Greg Sankey's kind of hinted to it where they're going to like these three permanent opponents and then you're going to kind of rotate. And with LSU, they're looking at Texas A&M, Ole Miss and Mississippi state, which one I think it should be LSU, Arkansas, Ole Miss, or, or, or with LSU, I think it should be Arkansas, Ole Miss, and Florida, because the Florida rivalry has just been there. The Arkansas thing, I'm still pissed off that they took that away from the day. Oh, after. man. I, I think I think we're pissed, and we're Gator fans, man. I love yeah. the Golden Boot, man. Yeah, and, and then you got Ole Miss, because next week, because LSU plays in the Magnolia Bowl. You know, it's been called the Swamp Bowl this week, but it's yes. always been called the Magnolia Bowl. Dude, and, I know, man. I've I've heard firsthand how serious that shit is up in, up in, uh, Oxford. Yeah, and I mean, this is even when they were te- were not good. Yeah, Ole Miss. I mean, like they get up for that game. Yeah. It's like they're you know like uh, uh, now that now that they're you know pretty good. It, maybe it doesn't mean the same thing, but it used to be like their Super Bowl. Yeah, was the hottest I, it, ticket in town. Yeah. And that's going back to like the fifties. Uh, yeah. You look at the Billy Cannon, Hall- uh, uh, the Halloween run. Yep. Um, that was apparently the last time that Ole Miss was any good, which I love. Um, <laughs> and, it, 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 and it sucks because before Texas A&M joined the conference, the 
best thing to always say was Ole Miss was the only Western team to never play for the SEC championship. Uh, so it, it's, you know, I'm just curious from Florida fans what they think about it. Cause I know way back during the Les miles and Jeremy Foley and Joe Oliva thing that they wanted to get rid of that because they thought it was unfair because one of these teams had to play a potential top 10 team every year. And, you know, I think that's bullshit. If you just want to hear my Frank, my, my, it's a, I I think the, there's, if there's any reason that they move it, it's going, I mean, it's going to piss me off regardless of what the reason is. Thank you. I love this rivalry. I kind of like, and I mean this with, with very much respect. Let me just say this real quick. I feel like LSU is the like the doppelganger of Florida on the in the in the Western Conference. We are. Um, you guys are a little, I, I, and I mean this with all due respect because I've been there. I've been to, I think I've been to Death Valley more than I've been to any other road stadium, um, maybe Auburn. But the point is, you guys are like are almost like our kind of like, I, and I. I kind of find this funny that I'm putting this way, but are like jean short cutoff cousins. Yes. You know, like yes. you guys are just a little like muddier and a little cruder, you know, because we, a lot of our guys look like pretty boys, but you're, most of your people look like corn drunk dogs. as shit. Yeah. <laughs> a little more, you have corn dogs instead of caviar dogs, you know, like in Florida. But my point is, it's like, I just, I've always kind of felt like a kindred spirit with LSU. Um, just because like our stadiums are, you know, you guys is very intimidating. We're very intimidating, you know, have success, you know, hate a certain rival, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it just seems like, I, anyways, that's my point. I, I would not love for this rivalry to go away. I'd be very so, upset. So Malt Liquor was going to say something. No, I just got, I totally agree with you as far as like, we're like mirror images of each other. So the question would be, would you rather, and I don't know that this is exactly how it's going to play out but would you rather play? So currently we play LSU every year and we play Auburn. What? Twice every 12 years. Yeah. Barely. Would you rather play LSU six every, you know, six times in 12 years and Auburn six times in 12 years, if that's how it shook out, or do you want to keep it LSU all the, all the time? I personally would rather your first option uh, six and six. The, the reason I say that is like Florida and Auburn was, is one of the oldest, right. well, was one of the oldest rivalries in the South. And not only that, and this is just a, you know, like it, it doesn't have, it affect me at all, but like as Pat Dooley pointed out a bunch of years ago, and I know that Malt Liquor, this is on your brain, they are the closest SEC campus to Gainesville. Right. And we play them never. And we used yeah. to play them every year. And I'm, I'm totally happy with, like, the way, like, you know, LSU has become, like, our, you know, non-interconference rival. I mean, like, in some respects, like, I, I, I like I said, like, I kind of respect LSU, whereas I full-on hate FSU and Georgia and Tennessee. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, not that I ever want to lose to y'all, but it's just like, I just don't feel as, like, fucking, except for that fucking kick I'm talking, I mean, that fake field goal from 12 years ago that thing bothers the shit out of me but other than that you know yeah i mean i, mean, I think it's you take your medicine sort of you weigh it it's like you obviously when you don't play every year the rivalry is diminished right 
but it's like, what's the trade-off, right? Do we get to play an old rival like Auburn a little yeah. bit more, you know? That makes a lot of sense, I'll be honest so, with you. And, I'm, you know, and I'm sure LSU would love to pick – well, I mean, not pick back up Arkansas, but, like, you know, have that as a, you know, like a continued rivalry. So if so. they do this pods of four, I'm assuming it would be us, Georgia, South Carolina, and Tennessee. Tennessee, or what? What, what have you seen, Ron? Um, is what I saw was I saw Texas A&M, LSU, Mississippi, Mississippi State. I saw Florida, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, and Kentucky. Um, Tennessee was not in there. Can I say something real quick? Because yeah. of what you're saying, I think like a solution here, here's the, let me just bring up the, and I, and I mean this with a pun intended, the mm-hmm. elephant in the room, because mm-hmm. Auburn has two main rivals that they, that they will never want to give yep. up now, depending on what happens this year, you know, like, I mean, they, every time, you know, a conference realignment shows up in the last 20 years or 15 years, they have uh, never wanted to give up Tennessee. But now maybe if Tennessee starts getting good, that maybe that conversation changes. But Auburn and Tennessee are Alabama's two historical rivals, right? Yep. Why not put Auburn in our conference or pod and make it their crossover if there's like a permanent crossover? And then they have Tennessee, which, you know, it's – it's just, I mean, I, I, it's going to be weird to like split teams that are in the same state, but you know, yeah. fucking, we have Missouri in the Eastern Conference right now. So I, I don't. That. I mean, I so, don't. So here, here's what I. So I just pulled what this is on twenty four seven from May, the end of May this year. Now all this assumes that we're not going to expand to like fucking twenty five, which right I would hate. But anyway, so. Pod A would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Pod B would be Bama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vandy. Pod C would be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and A&M. And then Pod D would be Arkansas, Mizzou, Texas, Oklahoma. So that's basically the old Southwest Conference plus one big eight, right? Fine. Fuck them. Well, minus Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to see if they, if is the pod you just play those three every year and then you completely rotate everybody. Yeah, it, that's your thing, and that's that's I just don't like it. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, I, I do get the understanding. Georgia has never been to Texas A and M since Texas A and M has joined this conference. What? Georgia has never been to college station. It's been 10 Georgia years. gets six home games, SEC home games a year. And Florida, and Florida is making its what? Second return trip. It's our second trip this year. Yeah. So oh, no, third, excuse me, our third. We were there in 2020. 2012, I know 2020. Year. Yeah. yeah, 2012, 2020 and this year. Yeah. So Georgia has never been to college station. Fuck Georgia. so i just i you know yeah it just sucks it just sucks because you know and as much as joe oliva was a bad 80 him and jeremy foley getting in this oh i got a bigger dick contest during hurricane michael actually helped 
with this whole, you know, rivalry. Yeah, I agree. What's going on? And, you know, um, and like I said, it's like that in baseball. It's like that in football. And in baseball, we don't play Florida this year. And it sucks. What? Because Florida came to Baton Rouge last year. I was like, oh, get to go see the new park this year. No, I don't. You know, and, and it's because they're not playing Florida this year. That's so weird, man. At all. So, Ron, we've been talking back and forth in our group on yeah. text message. Have you seen who Florida is looking at for their next president of the university? Yeah, I yeah, I saw all the hippies like wetting down and everything over that. Yes, I do agree with that. I, I it's not with the hippies, but yeah, I saw that. I love how like I went on there and people are like, "Oh, another pro MAGA guy," and I'm like, "No, I, I didn't say anything because I was like, I'll let you, you know, hang yourself, so to speak." Well, you you know, being MAGA doesn't make you a Trump supporter. There's a big difference between a voter and a supporter. And not according to the um, not according to the president of the United States. Yeah, sir. well, you know, this, the, 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 this guy, you know, he shits his pants and eats his pudding. Him and the guy from Pennsylvania daily, they probably have fucking text messages going on. I can't imagine that. Probably a bunch of Z's and H's and Q's. But um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That's it. Um, I think I get it, so I'm laughing. Um, and that's another thing about Brian Kelly that I like about Brian Kelly. I, what I is know. uh What is Ogeron doing these days? Um, making uh, dude, I never saw somebody go off the rails quicker than that ever. I mean, okay, okay. actually, from, let me ask you a quick from, question. Yeah. Now that we have a LSU fan, like you know, in the in the seat here, in the hot seat. How, what is your overall opinion of Ogeron as an uh, LSU fan? Why don't you go back and you could probably, I never liked him. Never liked him one never bit. Liked him. I was never behind it. Um, I compare Ed Orgeron to Gene Chiswick. I compare Ed Orgeron to Jimbo Fisher. They had a generational, once in a generation style quarterback. And they were able to win a national championship. No, that's a good I, point. That's a good point. I, I never liked him. I think Jimbo is a very overrated quarterback or, or not quarterback coach. Um, you know, and here's a hot take. Scott Woodward knew that he was going to LSU, signed Jimbo Fisher to that contract just to fuck over Texas A&M. Hot take. Um <laughs> But um, yeah, no, I never liked Ed. You know, and and it's weird. He won a national championship, divorced his wife, started dating twenty five year olds, and doing blow off their asses. You know, I don't wow. see a problem there. <laughs> I don't either. But I mean, oh, and then and then Ryan Clark started to meddle into the uh, the locker room. So you know, and 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 like today. I think there was something that was on ESPN where Stephen A. Smith was talking about they don't like Brian Kelly. Fans, the the players, this, that, and the other, my sources tell me, well, your source is fucking Ryan Clark, who's just a piece of shit. Sorry, yeah. Dr. Terrific. I know he's a stealer. Not anymore. Fuck him. But, but you know. <laughs> Antonio Brown used to be a stealer, too. I'm not going to cry me a river, okay? Fuck him. Oh, did you see his tweet the other day? The book? 
Uh, no, uh, with Antonio Brown. This is after whatever yeah. went over in Australia. He's like, he was talking about, um, no. he was like, the re, the somebody needs to sign him because nobody can stretch out the D like I do. This is after he exposed himself. Stretch out what D? His dick. Oh, I thought usually they mean stretch out the butthole. The V or the yeah or the B. Oh no 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 no! Actually, it said nobody can expose the D, like I do. Sorry. Got it. Got it. Got it. I wasn't sure if he was talking about some kind of weird like. I've had a few. Here's the one, and there's one, and there's. It's been my off day. I've been drinking by the bowl. Nice. All right, we'll we'll get into so, the last. Go go ahead. Last go game. No, I mean uh, Doc picked. Uh, you picked LSU. Is that right? Yeah, I'll take the Tigers and. All right, seven thirty game. Mississippi State at Kentucky. I can't believe Kentucky's still ranked. They lost to South Carolina last week, twenty four to fourteen. I know Will Levi's Strauss didn't play, and I guess maybe he is kind of their <laughs> X factor there, um, but. Man, it's still at South Carolina. I mean, come on, Kentucky. Like, really? Kentucky is an underdog here at home. Uh, Seven-point underdog. Mississippi State just uh, came off a game where they whooped up on Arkansas. Got big win against a ranked A&M, although we know that's not really that big. They do have that anomaly of a loss against LSU. That's still really weird. Is that LSU just showing up or I don't know. Kroger Stadium at night. I mean, the place is electric. <laughs> Well, Levi Strauss may or may not may or may not play. So you had Mark Stoops saying he expects him to play, but there's other reports saying he's probably not going to play, and other reports saying he's day to day. I'll probably go with Stoops on that if he's willing to come out and say he's probably going to play, unless he's trying to pull some Nick Saban mumbo jumbo bullshit with Bryce Young playing last week. Yeah, even he, if he practiced Monday and Tuesday. Oh, he did? Well, there you go. He's playing. Even oh, with yeah. even with the mayonnaise, was it mayonnaise and bananas or I don't know, whatever the fuck will he oh, buy? He put in his coffee. Yeah, he put in his but didn't he he ate a whole banana like, yeah, like yeah. the rind and everything. Yeah, I yeah, know. Okay, fine. But yeah, fucking weird guy. But Will Rogers. I'm so glad we lost to that shit. Okay, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, Will Rogers is lighting it up right now. Air raid. <laughs> The pirate has a ship sailing. He's not anchors down. I got Mississippi State by 14, lock of the week. Book it. Can I say something? Can I say something? <laughs> the <laughs> over-under is 47 and a half. 48. Oh, yeah, you're right, 47. Sorry, my bad. No, whatever. No, it's fine. 47 and a half, 48 points, whatever. I think I love that. Oh, yeah. I think I, like, like... I'm I'm already I mean like just talking just just imagining this game and what happened two weeks ago I'm really looking forward to the Egg Bowl like I I like Mississippi State Berg in this game um, they don't have like the same like you know mental like breaks that apparently Florida has um, I mean no I mean obviously they have had one they had an LSU and no offense to our sponsor but um, you know losing to LSU require this year requires a uh if you especially if you're talented let's say this if you're talented enough to win and yet you lose to lsu that's requiring some kind of mental breakdown 
It's called a brain fart. Yeah, and Florida has got plenty of it. That's why I, I, you know, I wasn't 100% sure. But Mississippi State must have had one because I like this team. I like this team on offense. And their defense isn't bad. I mean, it's not great. It's not terrible. It's a, you know, like a – anyways, whatever. So I like uh, – I'm going to take I, – I, I, this might be my lock of the week. I think the over is my lock of the week. But I'm going to take Mississippi State as well. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm going to take the opposite side of this. Um, Kentucky's still a pretty solid team, and it's at home. Seven points just seems like a lot. Uh, I mean, Mississippi State has looked good um, lately especially, but I think Arkansas is a little diminished, and AM is very up and down. Um, so I keep going back to – the loss they had against LSU. Um, and I don't know. I, I just – I think they're going to – they're well-coached team. They got their quarterback back. Not that he's – you know, I don't – I think he's a little overrated. But this just seems like way too many points. So, uh, I'll take the home underdog, getting seven, coming off two losses, getting their quarterback back, playing at night. I like Kentucky. I mean, that's not a absurd – thing to say i just i think my point stands i think i i just feel like mississippi state is not as you know i mean they have a third year coach with a third year starting and you know like and i i will rogers i think is the answer for me i don't i don't like anything about will levi or levis or whatever his name is levis levis i don't think i like anything about him beat florida that's i mean that's a and that's that's more of a I think and I think him being them being Florida he didn't have a terrible amount of due to that sorry well they lost that game against LSU because of special teams just like LSU has given everything away and I think State gave that game away that day they should be undefeated in a top ten team right now and. I think one of you were going on a rant about how you wished that Kentucky would just go away and be shitty in like week two. I think it was cousin. Likely. I'm usually cousin. Yeah. Yeah. I I usually have those kinds of Yeah, because I remember that because that was actually a very funny rant. Um but um I you know I'm all in on state. Um I like Mike Leach. Um, I'm like you, uh, cousin, I cannot wait for the egg bowl, which is what played the day after Thanksgiving. What other game used to be played then? But, um, yeah, I, I just don't think that Kentucky's not yet ready for prime time. I don't think they ever will. And they're a nice little story to have before the season. I think, you know, y'all's boy, Chris Doran, Picked them to beat Georgia this year. And, you know, they're a good team. Stoops has brought them to a respectable, you know, they're just going to be an eight, nine, maybe a 10 win team for the rest of their programs. And, um, but I do like State and I like where Mike Leach is actually taking it. And, you know, um, I'll take State. And I'll actually I'll take the under on this one too, because I don't think. Oh, yeah. Mm. I I I just think that their defense is much better than Kentucky's. 
I, I'm not a big Will Levis fan. He can eat all the bananas. He can stir all the coffee in his in, in, in mayonnaise. I just, and you saw what he did against an Ole Miss. And Ole Miss doesn't have that good of a defense as Mississippi State does. So I'll take the under. Ron, you should get uh, Will Levis to stir some uh, some of your hot sauce in his coffee. <laughs> Actually, I would do that. That sounds a thousand infinitely better than mayonnaise. I don't. I don't have any nil money. Your, your production would shoot through the roof. I make that all handmade, so there is no like production line. I mean, I actually got some cooking now. So as soon as we get up here, I got a bottle of shit and everything like that. Yeah. Well, you're doing great work, man. Thank you so much. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Do you guys have anything else to say? I mean, this is a, a an awesome SEC slate. Well, whoa, 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 pump the brakes. We don't know where doctor's going on this game. Yeah, dude. <laughs> don't forget Jeez, the doctor. Right. All right. He writes Fucking it in. Guy. I'm looking Jesus. at it. Well, thank you, too, for being my friends and not cutting yep. me out of the podcast. So I appreciate that. So. <laughs> Uh, this is my hammer Thor cousin oh. Bailey death pick. No. Um, and I'll actually take, I, we're going to play it at seven because that's what's on the board. It's actually dropped to four. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Did someone I'm, die? I'm putting half my, uh, bankroll. I was about to say. Yeah. So. Oh man, I love it. I mean, but obviously I don't love it if something. Detrimental happened. So I've got it. I still got it at seven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to play it at seven, but I'm just like the new odds that I just saw right now. Uh, no, Mississippi I, State minus four. Is Will really? Rogers, has he been arrested? Lone Wildcat. Oh. <laughs> oh, it is four. It is four now. Yeah. I'd probably take Mississippi State plus four, uh, four but that's what I'm doing right now. All right. Because you were saying? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Has everyone made their picks? Well, fuck me, okay? If you were listening, you'd know. Good Lord. Maybe you should stop watching the fucking rowdies and pay attention to the podcast. Yeah. Sorry, I love, I love local local sports teams. I'm a huge fan. So, Ron, thank you so much for joining us uh, this week. Um, that's... <laughs> it could be four. To thank you, I do appreciate it. I look forward to this every year. Yeah, and, and as do we. As do we. It's a, it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we love to get uh, opposing teams' perspectives when we can stand them. And you seem to be the only opposing fan I probably stand right now. Um, I don't <laughs> want to hear from any fucking Knowles fans. That's for damn sure. God damn, dude. I. They've lost two in a row. They'll lose three in a row this week, and then they'll go away. Great. So, so at the end of the year, done. we can find a, a Knowles fan then we can listen to. But They're um, done. Yeah. Thank God this isn't a, a, a ACC podcast. We all would have hung ourselves, hanged ourselves. Um, it's going to be, like, as I was saying before, when I uh, mistakenly started queuing it up, um, it's a heck of a slate. Um, it's a heck of an SEC slate. Arkansas at BYU. Maybe we'll uh, bring them into the fold in a couple of years. But that's a that's an interesting national you know game going on. Um, I don't know how many people care about Florida, LSU at Florida. 
but it's obviously going to, you know, judging by the line, going to be a good game. But way to way to start it out, though. I mean, um, Alabama, Tennessee, and then ending the night with Mississippi State and Kentucky. And and I know uh, Gus was kind of being a little sarcastic, or some one of y'all was being a little sarcastic about Kroger, Kroger Field at night. It actually is kind of cool to see on TV. I don't. I, I hate Kentucky, and I hate Kroger, the the grocery store. But unless they become a sponsor, <laughs> but um, uh, but it actually is kind of a sight. Um, and so this is a perfect matchup of like middling teams have you know with with strengths, you know maybe opposite of each other. So that's going to be a heck of a game too. Um, Anyone else have any closing closing thoughts? So, yeah. So seeing how that's an electric field, I was actually there when it was called Commonwealth Stadium. Oh, so were we. And um, I remember at the end of the game, they set off fireworks because they beat the reigning national champions, LSU. So they thought. But there was no. a big dog pile down at the end zone that was one off a of Hail Mary. And they doused You were at that game? Yes, that was the greatest thing ever. Was that 2003? That was 2004 because they oh, won right, the right, national right. championship in 2003. No, no, I remember, I remember watching well, that. Well, that was the fall of 2000. Yeah. So, yeah. Rest, yeah. rest yeah. in peace, Guy Morris. Yes, that was um, – they, they show that every now and then. That's the best throw that guy ever made. And it was Devery Henderson, and he played for the yep. Saints. Did do sure. much after that, but you know what? That guy would never pay for a drink in the state of Louisiana ever in his life. And he dies of cirrhosis. But that um, thing ever. You know that I I I was in the I was in DC and we were at the Gator Bar waiting for our game to start, and that happened, and we were all just blown away by that. I don't know if it, our game had started or whatever, but it was on a TV while we were watching the Gators, and the, I was you know because why not always root against your rivals, you know, but, and at that time, ten, Kentucky was not a rival. They were in the midst of a, what turned out to be a 30 something, you know, game losing streak. And you but, know who aired that? Do you know who aired that that day? Uh, was it? Uh, that was a JP game. No, no, aired it. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. That was a Jefferson Pollock game. Half the half the side of the because the kids were already ready to rush the field. They did rush yeah. the field. That was Dave Neal and um, the son of the ex LSU athletic director. I'll think about it in just a second. But that's yeah, a near, that's that's a near wheelhouse, pal. That was a JP game, a Jefferson Valley game, sponsored by mm-hmm. Lay's Potato Chips. Yeah. <laughs> well. But guys, thank you for having me again. Absolutely, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. And that will do it for the Bourbon Boys podcast. Uh, We want to thank our sponsor, Pandemic Sauce Company. That's pandemicsaucecompany.com. Ron, thank you for joining us. Um, For our producer, Dr. Riffick, Malt Liquor, and Gus, I am Cousin Bailey. Thank you for joining us, and uh, go Gators. Go Gators!